One of the things about our podcast is that they always sound like crap because we can never find a decent place or a consistent place to record. So today it's not the buzz of my ungrounded power cord or a the din of jeepneys in the background. Today it's bugs in the jungle. What do you say we do some tropical talk radio? Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. All right, today we have a quick little podcast where I want to plant a dirty seed in your heads, and that's this idea of how much your environment can impact the way your life goes. Uh, today I had a quick phone call with Tim and Nick from The Elevator Life, and these guys are you know, young, ambitious dudes doing you know, legitimate business in China. And the interesting thing is, is we've, we all know uh, guys like Tim and Nick. Uh, but uh, one of the things about Tim and Nick is the prospects for their future are so much different uh, because they've chosen to set up shop in China. And I, that's really the lesson of this for me. I mean, uh, Ian often said that one of the biggest turning points in our business was when I got on a plane to come to Asia. And it wasn't anything special that I did. It was where I decided to position myself in the world and the subsequent impact that had on what we were doing. There's no one place that's better than another, but I do think it's interesting to hear the perspective of these guys and, and what sort of living in China has put them in the position to be in, and that's that question. I mean, the question that it could be a relatively normal prospect to become a millionaire by the time you're age 30 in China. One of the reasons I wanted to put this forward isn't to glamorize it or to say that it's easy or anything like that, but it is truly representative of the opinions of many of my friends who do live in the country. And I just think it's worth hearing. It's interesting. You know, there's, there's not a lot of people writing about this phenomenon. So let's hear about how these guys made a crazy decision, moved to China, and how it's impacted their lives. All right, guys, Tim and Nick, China is a huge place. When you're looking at the map, how do you choose Guangzhou? There's a lot of places to move in China. All right. Well, I spent some time in Shanghai back in 2009 and loved it. And when I came back to the States, told Tim, you know, after graduation, we have to go somewhere um, where you can really stick out and there's going to be a whole bunch of opportunity and we're better than, you know, the fastest growing country in the world, China. And um, I love Shanghai, but Guangzhou is really the um, production capital, manufacturing capital of China and Guangdong is the richest province. So um, we thought, not to mention Shenzhen is an hour away, another major city, and Hong Kong right across the border, about two hours away. So we figured, um, you know, why not go to a city that's, um, you know, growing very, very quickly. Guangzhou is the fastest growing city in China as well. So, what about Shenzhen? Um, Shenzhen's up there as well. Guangdong's the fastest growing province, rather. While and, we're speaking uh, Chinese, what's the difference in strategy between going to Shenzhen versus Guangzhou? Our and just to give people a little bit of perspective, Shenzhen is right across the moat from Hong Kong, Hong Kong. which is yeah. sort of the gateway into Guangzhou, which is sort of the flag standard of the biggest manufacturing base in the entire world, correct? Exactly. So why it's, would it's, one choose Shenzhen over Guangzhou? 
you know, for us, we were just coming out of college, and it seemed like, you know, the third biggest, that's where we're going. You know, it wasn't a, a huge in-depth um, research thing, you know, <laughs> if you believe it or not. You know, I just forever wanted to be an entrepreneur and didn't want to get a job after college. Nick was coming back anyway, so we just kind of teamed up and came over here. Um, and the more people we meet, you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs in Shenzhen doing a lot of awesome things. Um, they're two really different cities. Shenzhen's a lot newer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I we both love Shenzhen, yeah. um, but you know, we've established our base here in Guangzhou. Um, they both have different things to offer, um, but both are growing at extreme rates and have extreme opportunities for entrepreneurs. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, real quick, like Tim just said, you know, there's oppor- massive opportunities in both of these cities, and it's crazy that they're only an hour away. They're both, you know, 10 million plus. Um, but yeah, Shenzhen is a great, great city as well. But our network, our connections is here in Guangzhou. So that's why we're here now. So our collective thesis, the three of us together, the reason we're talking today is that we believe, you know, this is an environment that's a super high growth environment. So if you flip the script, move to China and get involved, the chances that you're going to have a success are amplified. But my question to you guys is what kind of skill sets would thrive? Like what kind of person do you need to be for this to be a real opportunity for you? I'm assuming if you want to write novels and sell them on Amazon, probably (laughs) not. Don't move to Guangzhou. You're not going to be inspired. What kind of person is going to have the skill set that's going to thrive? Um, well, one, I'd have to say one, uh, you know, a person who really likes to, you know, be outside their comfort zone, kind of experience new things. I'm willing to take risks a little bit. I mean, moving to China, uh, a culture and a country that's completely, you know, polar opposite to how it is in the U.S. Um, or majority of Western countries, it's, a, it's no easy move and it's not comfortable by any means. But, you know, if you're willing to put yourself out there, then it's um, it's definitely a place where you can take advantage of you know you're going to stick out being a foreigner here. It's very obvious, and it's really easy to make connections with other people. You know, in all in you know in bars in the street anywhere you can run into a foreigner, and um, you know just kind of strike up a conversation and see what they're doing and see if there's you know something you can relate relate to them with. Yeah, I would like to just add one thing. Um, I think it's anyone that's goal oriented. Um, I don't think if you're not goal oriented. Um, a move like this could be kind of hard on you for the long term because, um, you know, for us, the reason we came over here was wanting to set up businesses, you know, that kept, that kept us here um, through thick and thin. Um, I mean, even if someone wanted to come over here and be an author, if that's what they wanted to do, write a book about Chinese culture or Chinese business and that's what they were going to do and set out to do, I think they could definitely move over here and be successful. You know, they could definitely write an interesting book that a lot of people would want to read, but they would have to be dedicated to that goal. And if they weren't, um, I don't know if they would last. Now, I want to ask you a tricky question because I know your friends and family won't be listening to this podcast. I'm sure of that. So um, <laughs> if, if you guys you guys have been in China now for 18 months, could you sort of maybe use an anchor of maybe what you feel like yourself would be if you stayed back home or maybe some peers that you had that stayed back home? How has your life worked out mm. differently because of the fact that you moved to an emerging market? Um, we talk about this all the time. All the time, yeah. A lot of our friends, um, yeah. To be honest, not actually not going to be too negative about it by any means, but um, you know they're kind of stuck in the same kind of rut, in our opinion, of the nine to five kind of got that um, bottom of the ladder job right out of college and have just kind of been you know steadily working away. But we hear the same thing from them all the time. Everything's the same. Um, nothing's really it's changing. Friday, yay. Yeah, I see manic Monday statuses every <laughs> every Tuesday night here. 
And, um, you know, Tim and I, sometimes we lose track days, to be honest. It's just been an incredible experience just, you know, being able to keep everything not only new and fresh, but do it for ourselves because we're really self-motivated people and it really pushes us forward. But I, I would know if I was at home right now, I'd most certainly, you know, be at a job where one, I wasn't reaching my full potential and potential, and two, I, did, well, I wouldn't like it by any means. Uh, you want to- yeah, that's a simple answer. You know, we'd definitely be in jobs. Um, doing something. I don't know what we've been doing, but definitely wouldn't be enjoying life like we are over here. Right. You know? I've, I've heard stories of all, you know, I, when you guys tell me, you know, yesterday I met with a super mega multimillionaire and then he tossed this opportunity out to me and then he hired my buddy. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's the kind of thing that happens in these emerging markets. A lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are believers and they're looking for scripts. They're looking for paths, ways to change their lives, change their careers, see more opportunities. What would be a little mini script that you guys could offer? I mean, let's say I've got $5,000 in my bank account or, and uh, I've got a college degree. If I move to China, like, where do I start? Do I get a job with somebody? I mean, how do I do that? Yeah. Um, you know, we talk a lot about that on the elevator life, but uh, you know, $5,000 can get you a lot of time over here. <laughs> uh, you know, and the main thing that we preach and why go to China or why go to any other country like that is because there's a difference in culture. Um, and for an entrepreneur, a difference in culture, you know, is going to present you with a lot of different opportunities. Um, for us, it's bringing American products where, you know, there's a lack of American products. Um, that was an opportunity that, you know, was presented just because we were over here. Um, you know, $5,000, how we would have started and how we did start, we came over here and got jobs, um, part-time jobs that actually, you know, allowed us to work for a year, fully dedicated to our business. You know, we were working 40 hours a week trying to build something. You know, we failed a lot of time trying to build things that didn't work, <laughs> but we were still living pretty good lives um, and dedicating, you know, almost all of our time to our business, our entrepreneur, uh, our, our actual businesses and our part-time jobs are only about 50, 15 hours per week. Well, let me cut that off. Uh, if I show up in, in Guangzhou and maybe I write you guys an email and have one beer, I wake up Monday morning and it's like, well, how do I get a job? How does that work in China? We Super easy. Super, Depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we've done it for quite a few people already. They show They showed up in Guangzhou. We had them in an apartment with a cell phone, a metro card, basic layout of the city in less than 24 hours. And then within um, a couple of days, we got them uh, yeah, a position, some kind of work position. And, no way. You know, so I, and I don't need a special visa or the government isn't on my ass because of that stuff. You're telling me I can, the, the channels are open. I can go to China and get myself a decent job. We worked on travel visas for, the, for, for over a year over here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with no problem. Um, you know, it was a 90 days, so we had to exit every three months. But being in Guangzhou or Shenzhen, that's obviously no problem because Hong Kong's so close. Um, but the job, the kind of jobs that you're talking about, you know, we spend a lot of time doing um, teaching companies, you know, business English. Um, and so we would go to a different company and teach them maybe either public speaking or business English, um, you know, three times a week or something like that. And that it pays, you know, crazy money. It's like $45 an hour or something like that. Um, you know, so just working a part-time job like that gives you plenty of money to uh, live on while you're spending most of your money on your business. Let's say um, I want to. Co- let's say I want to come there and do a burn. Give me a conservative estimate of how much I can expect to spend every month. How much life? How much do we spend a month back then? 
Yeah. Not not the ball and I don't want the ball and budget. I just want Okay, so our apartment we we split with four people. Um it's a four bedroom apartment um in a really good part of the city and we spent eight thousand R and B, which is twelve fifty. Twelve yeah, twelve hundred US. And so, you know, so our rent is about I think each like three fifty max three hundred minimum. Um three hundred US utilities about fifty bucks. Um, and then food every day, no more than ten dollars. Yeah, and ten dollars um, you're eating. You can be you're eating, eating really well. Nice restaurants, and you could do you could do you know five or six dollars if you go grocery shop and cook all your own food, which you know Tim, we're eating out every day. Yeah, Tim and I we we were formerly yeah cooking cooking some meals and eat eating out um, sometimes, but now it's now it's no problem to go and you know grab a nice meal for you know it's expen- exp- exponentially less than it is. Than, um, than it is back home. All right, so you can talk to these guys at TheElevatorLife.com. You guys are more than open, I'm sure, to answer questions about sourcing, living in China. If anybody wants to get a product there, maybe you guys can point them in the right direction. I want to hear about your elevator. Give me, what do you guys feel like, where do you feel like you'll be in five years? And you, and you guys are young guys, just got out of college. Where do you feel like you'll be in five years because you moved to China? How do you see yourself? Conservative estimate or where we want to be? <laughs> Tell me what you think is going to happen. I mean, I mean, you, you see a lot of people. There's a, there's, a, there's a small group of you guys down there. You're on the same yeah. track. You're working hard. Um, you know, we noted before the call you're not exceptionally charismatic or good-looking or <laughs> smart guys. That's obvious. So, no, seriously, <laughs> how, you guys are just there. You're, you're smart, working hard, working smart. Where, where will you be in five years? Uh, we want to be the uh, authorities on bringing um, American, not only American, just foreign products into China and building um, concepts around certain products that will make them successful here. Um, and really, you know, once we're done building the ones we are right now in these next few years, um, probably sell those and then become, you know, the experts on a brand that wants to come here or a company that needs help here. Um, they're going to call our company, and and we don't see that as being calling us, but it'll be, you know, the network that we've set up. Um, they'll be calling them and handling, you know, the entry um, and different business investments in China. Yeah, Tim. Tim hit that perfectly on the head. That's where we want to be. We want to be authorities out here because this market is uh, one of the richest and one of the biggest. And if we can successfully become an authority um, for bringing any kind of product into China, any you know large business deal, maybe going to the states, then um, you know we'll be very happy with where we are. So, Nick, tell yeah. me the over-under on you guys having a million U.S. dollars in your personal bank account in five years. Do you think there's a good chance that that'll happen? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. That's yeah. the answer I'm looking for. Guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, please hit us up in the comments if you have any questions for these guys. They obviously know what to do. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks a lot, Dan. Cheers, Dan. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Don't be shy, we've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say hey, check me out on Twitter at tropicalmba. We'll see you soon.